So good afternoon, everybody. This is Melinda with the Motorsports Masterclass Series. Welcome to the series today. We have a very special guest that's going to share her story with us. And I know you're going to want to stay tuned and listen because she's an amazing young woman. I ran across her Facebook page and something about her struck me. And so I opened it up and I started reading and I couldn't stop. So I read her whole story and then I scheduled a call with her yesterday and we had a great conversation on the phone yesterday and she agreed to be um, one of our participants in our masterclass series. So I want you to meet Christy Eastman. She's from St. Louis, Missouri. Welcome, Christy. Hi, thank you. So Christy, um, why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself, where you live, that kind of thing, and then just tell your story. I want, I want the people to hear where you've been and where you are now. Sure. So uh, my name is Christy, and I live in St. Louis, Missouri right now. Um, I was born with a benign spinal cord tumor inside my spinal cord. Um, so basically, they found it when I was five, and um, they basically told my parents that I had a better chance of winning the New York lottery than I did having the size, the location, and the type of tumor that I did. So they found it, and it was the size of a golf ball, and as you can imagine, that caused a lot of pain for me um, and a lot of problems. So they operated on it three times to remove it, and it kept growing back, but every time they operated on it, it would completely ruin my nerves, um, my right leg. The growth was stunted two to three, two to four inches shorter than my left leg, um, and just a lot of mobility issues. Every time they operated, I'd have to learn how to walk all over again, and um, it would just lead to more and more complications and more surgeries. So um, I walked with a full-length leg brace for almost 20-plus years, and um, I just got sick of having surgeries, and I was in and out of the hospital all the time. So my 19th surgery, I just kind of flipped my thinking. I was so embarrassed of my leg the way it was. Um, I had all these infections and antibiotics, which isn't healthy. And I just, instead of trying to save something that was dragging me down, all this dead weight, I flipped my thinking to social media. I looked online, and you see all these amputees who are running and walking way better than I could. Um, and here I am and I have a leg and it's not functioning properly. So I went and met a prosthetist and asked all kinds of questions. I met a bunch of amputees and met um, a doctor who was also an amputee. And I went to him and I told him, you know, I'm just kind of sick of this and I think it'll better my life without it. And instantly he told me, you know, you're going to eventually have to do this down the road because of all the antibiotics and all the surgeries. Um, why not your, your thinking's right. Why not do it now while you're young and you can learn how to use a prosthetic leg and you can learn how to walk all over again now while you're young versus when you're older. And I just thought about my future self, like how am I going to be when I'm in my seventies or eighties? Mm -hmm. And once I spun that thinking around, my life kind of totally changed for the better. Um, I, once you start looking at things in a positive way, it's amazing how better your life becomes. So I met with the doctor and then a month later, um, I had the surgery and I got my leg electively amputated from the knee up. So 
um, I had to get a robot leg and now I have this amazing robot leg that helps me walk. It does amazing things that I could never do with the actual leg that I had before. Um, and in that journey of my leg journey, um, I had this big idea to do a big lifted truck. And I just kind of wanted to show, like once my positivity changed for the better, um, I kind of wanted to share that with other people, not just people who are differently abled like myself, but um, people with fully functioning limbs and just average people, just to give them hope for any struggles that they're going through. Like all of our struggles are relative to our lives. Like my leg is my struggle, but you may have other struggles that you may seem or seem like really big to you. Um, and they are big to you because that's probably the biggest thing that you're going through. So um, I just wanted to share that just because you're going through something difficult doesn't mean you can't still have a positive life and do really big things. So I came up with this idea that I wanted a big pink lifted truck um, and I wanted it to be fast and cool so I could take it to truck shows and kind of just share that inspiration of like do big things, have a great life and have a positive mindset. So I met with um, Robbie Bryant, who works at Keg Media, and um, it's a rendering company, graphic design company. And he asked me from there, I kind of shared my story, and he said, do you want to go to the SEMA show in Las Vegas? And I was like, at that time, I was like, I don't know what the SEMA show is, but it sounds kind of cool. <laughs> so I had this idea that turned into this really big idea. And it just got me more and more into the lifted truck industry. So I went to Vegas last October and my truck became 12 inch lifted, pro charged, big, pink and fast. And I just love it. And it really got me into like the automotive world. And from there, I started looking into potentially drag racing and being that one legged female drag racer. Like that's my next big goal is to do something um, and show people, hey, I have one and a half legs, or I have one leg and a robot leg, and I'm still doing these really, really cool things. So that's kind of my story. Um, I don't know, I'm just really, really positive about everything that um, comes at me in life, and I just want to share that with other people and kind of give them that inspiration as well. So Christy, I, I just, I heard your story yesterday, and of course I read about it, and every time I hear it, I'm I, the smile on your face. A lot of people wouldn't have that, you know, and you talk about struggles. Yeah, my struggle is my back. I had back surgery, didn't go well. So I have a lot of chronic back pain. But at some point you have to say, I, this is not going to define what I'm going to do. And that's kind of how I started this association was I couldn't do all the things I used to be able to do. I had to find something that I could do more from home or from anywhere, but not necessarily have to go and make appointments and drive a lot and all that because I just can't do it. And you find something that you're passionate about, like your big fast pink truck, and it changes your outlook, doesn't it? It does. And it, my thing is, if you're going to, if you do have back problems or if you do have a leg problem, whatever you have that your issue is, you can either complain about it and not do anything about it, then you're just complaining, or you can go out and be positive about your situation or find a solution um, and just better your life that way. Because 
once I did stop being embarrassed about my leg and once I did have it removed and I could do all these things and have all these goals, your life turns around completely. And like with you, you have this amazing um, sports stuff, like automotive stuff, like that's going to help you get through it. And mm -hmm. you just got to find stuff that you're passionate about and whatever makes you happy and stop thinking about the negative stuff. Exactly. And <clears throat> I know we talked yesterday too. Um, you know, when you're going through something like that, and I'm sure you have bad days, everybody has bad days, but when you're going through something like that and you think, you know, you think that your problem is the worst ever of anybody. And then you look around and there's always people worse off than we are. Um, and then you think, wow, I should be so grateful that I have a nice home and you know a wonderful husband and wonderful kids and grandkids you could list all the things that are positive but um it's it takes that you have to work at it it's some some days it's harder to find the good but yeah absolutely i try to think in like perspective like yeah i do have one leg but i have a leg like i have a robot leg like there are a lot of people who are amputees who can't even afford legs. So yeah, I have my bad days, but then I have to remember that one thing. It's like, I have this leg, not a lot of people are fortunate enough to have them. And I just try to remember those things because yeah, my bad days, they, uh, we all have them, but I have a lot of good days too. Right, exactly. So tell me a little bit about your family. Do you have siblings? And tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so I have a five-year-old daughter. Um, she is my little best friend. She's my mini-me and looks just like me. Um, she actually has a little truck just like mine. I've had it painted. Well, I painted it white and pink to match mine. Um, she's crazy just like me, no fears, completely fearless. Um, but yeah, she is my best friend and like we do everything together. And what is her name? Eva, she loves to go to car shows. She loves to go to truck shows and um, she's gonna grow up to be just like me. And I hope she does. I hope she goes into the automotive world and mm -hmm. um, enjoys this stuff too, because I think she will. So. It sounds like it already. Yeah. And then parents, do they yeah. live close? Are you from St. Louis originally? Yeah. Um, so I was born in Iowa, but uh, my parents moved here when I was three months old. So basically I'm from St. Louis. Um, my dad passed away three years ago from liver failure, but uh, my mom's still here, and uh, my mom loves Eva. Like she lives out in the country, so we like to go visit her and stuff. And then I also have a sister here, so yeah. Okay, all um, right. So you're pretty much based right there in St. Louis, which yeah. is, um, yeah. I I mentioned to you yesterday. I grew up north of Quincy, Illinois. And so St. Louis back in the day, you know, was the big city to go to. We went yeah. to the Cardinal Cup games and we went shopping, you know, down there at the big malls because St. Louis was the first town for a long time that had those great big malls. And that was just, everybody went there, you know, so. Yeah. You know, yeah they're we're, everywhere. we're a Cardinal city. Everybody loves the baseball games. Absolutely. Yeah. Big Cardinal, big Cardinal city. Yeah. Yeah. So. Christy, when you talk about that you'd like to get into drag racing, have you ever driven anything at all in racing or that's just something that you want to try? So I haven't and I've always wanted to and I think a little bit what makes me different as I am a female, that doesn't make me that much different. But I do have one leg and I drive with my left foot 
um, a lot of people always ask me, can you still drive? And I'm like, yeah, I can drive. I just use adaptive equipment. Um, on my truck, I have a left gas pedal. It's kind of like a Y bar. Um, it goes over, so there's a protective cover over the gas. And then it goes over this way and there's an extra gas pedal. So I'll drive with my left on the left. And then there's the brake on the right, um, which is kind of cool. But I can also cross my left foot over to the right if I don't have a gas pedal. Um, okay. That's really interesting. Yeah, I like to share that with people because a lot of people don't know that. Um, and you just take it off when I'm not driving it and then anybody else with two functioning legs can drive like normal. Um, okay. But yeah, I just want to show that I can drive be a left-footed female drag racer and I just love going fast and I want to learn how to do all that stuff um like my daughter I'm kind of fearless when it comes to that stuff so okay. I just think it's really really cool and really fun so I don't know if I can get into like Frank Holly's drag racing school someday I'd love to do that um I don't know it's just one of my dream things or maybe drive a big monster truck someday I don't know that's so fun too. Yeah. There's some women that drive those monster trucks. I just, uh, my that. husband has a welding business and we drove over to the place where he buys supplies one day. I rode along with him and he came out and he handed me a magazine and on the front of the magazine was a picture of a girl and the huge story in the magazine was about this girl who drives a monster truck. Yeah. And it's in the welding magazine, but it was really cool. Um, yeah. It, yeah. Um, there's also, I've, seen an amputee monster truck driver um he's a male and then here in st louis that's where the home of bigfoot is like out in pacific so i know, know a lot of those people which is really cool they're really nice people um mm -hmm. but yeah i'm always like seeing their trucks and stuff i'm like i want to drive that <laughs> yeah yeah that's really cool um and i know you work a job right yes so yeah worked at wells fargo advisors for 12 years in January um, and I do a lot of like diversity differently able kind of promoting here within the company because um, we do a lot of disability hiring and diversity stuff so um, I'm an executive assistant for one of the higher-ups here and okay. she's second mom so yeah I love working here it's a great company and um, yeah I, I'll probably retire here unless I become like some big drag racer <laughs> there you go so i hear you say you gotta say it for me again you don't say disability you said something else yeah and i, I hate the word disability because it's such a negative term <clears throat> it's kind of focusing on the negative part of my body i guess like the things that i can't do so i say differently abled because there's so many things that i am able to do and i just do them differently um i walk slower um, I have a robot leg. It's just different. I'm still, I'm, I can do the same things almost that you could do. It's just different. So I like that. Negative. Yeah. I try to train people to talk like that, but, um, disability is just such an easy word. Everybody says it. So. Well, and it's been around long before you and I were around. So it's hard yeah. to change that, you know, it's like, like changing the name of Kleenex. Yeah. Even though it, <laughs> Kleenex is Kleenex, you know, so it's, yeah. kind of hard. it's hard to change people's vocabulary, but differently yeah. abled is a very cool term. <clears throat> I like that because like you said, you're a normal person. You just have 
a different leg than I have. And so that's, yeah. Well, I think part of having a physical disability is you kind of see that first. So whenever someone sees me, they see my leg first and they don't see me first. Um, so it's just kind of out there more in disability, like, yo, she's disabled. Well, I'm abled at the same time. And that's kind of how my truck name came about. Um, I called it Disabled Beauty. But in the logo, I have the disc crossed out because I like abled beauty. Like, I'm differently abled. So. Yeah, exactly. Why don't you tell me a little bit? So all through high school, all through school, period, pretty much, you were in and out of the hospital. And, and that what can you share with me a little bit about like what was your thought process then you know did you were you like mom I'm tired of this I want you know I'm missing I can't do this I can't do that at school because I'm in the hospital yeah. can you talk a little bit about that because we have a lot of young girls yeah. that are in racing that follow and and you know this this series is kind of about careers in motorsports and yet it's also about finding finding your passion if you can't be the driver which is you know most young girls and even some women their goal is to be a nascar driver okay that's absolutely amazing i want you to have that goal but the chances of that happening are so slim really in the in the scope of things there's so many other things they could do they yeah. could be, you know, they could do, uh, be a mechanic, do this, do this. So can you talk a little bit about one, your high school years and how, how you got through that with all of your things that were going on? And then a little bit about what do you think girls can do career wise, even if they're not as good a driver, or maybe they have a, a different ability. Can you yeah. talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so during high school, I was, man, I was in the thick of all my surgeries, and I'm here I am, like, that's when you're trying to find yourself, and you're trying to meet people and have all these friends, but I was in the hospital all the time, missing school all the time, staying at home sick all the time, because I felt awful from all the medicine I was on, um, so at one point, I just got sick of it, and I was at a really low point in my life, and just because it was just so much to take on and I was in a wheelchair too um and I just asked my mom and, and dad at the time can't we just cut it off and like so it, we were at the doctor's office I remember the the exact day we were there and the conversation was like okay well her leg is still not making growth we're not getting it long enough and we need more length on it. So we need to go back into surgery again. And I just like lost it. I'm like, can't we just like stop this? I'm so sick of it. And you think about how long ago that was probably 15 years ago and technology back then and doctors, Oh no, that's too drastic. Like we don't want to cut it off because that's the last resort. And here I'm thinking like, well, if you just get rid of it, then I'll, it'll be one more surgery and I'm kind of done. Like, Right. On the positive side of it, like, let's be done with all this. And my parents were like, no, no, that's crazy. But nowadays, if you think about it, it happens a lot more than it used to because of technology. And people think that um, all the technology advances and like most people who are amputees are from um, like the war, from army or whatever, military. 
and really most amputees are motorcycle accidents, vascular disease, um, all these other things, but you automatically think, oh, it's someone in the service. So it's just funny. Back then I asked, and now I had it done, but, it, and all the assumptions along with that, um, I get thanked a lot for my service when I wasn't in the military. <laughs> so I have to avoid wearing camo and um, <laughs> anything military related because people think I was in the service. But I'm like, no, I just got my leg cut off. Um, I didn't do anything brave like that. But um, back to the high school thing. Yeah, back then my mom and dad were like, no, doctors were like, no. And it's funny because when I told my mom a year ago, because I had it last July, I told her, I was like, I going to get my leg cut off and she just started crying at like uncontrollably I was like why are you so upset if this is what I want to do for my life and better my life and she's like we tried so hard to save that leg and you went through so much to save it and my message to her and to anybody is like you got it you can't think of all the things that you're letting go you have to think of all the things that you're going to gain and once you think about all those stop looking at the past look at all the stuff that you have the positives in the future um look at all the things that have happened to me since then like i've had such a great life in the past year and a half since then and um that was like really hard for people to understand i guess um and my logic was like you're trimming the tree um in order for the bad parts to go and the rest of the tree to flourish and grow so that yeah. was my thing that's yeah that's amazing i know you told me you didn't hadn't worn shorts until recently yeah. and st louis gets hot so oh, i would be out at baseball games like at the cardinals game in pants and 100 degree 100 degree weather because i was just ashamed of myself and like people are really really mean and they just look at you and they didn't really understand the concept it's funny, they don't understand the concept of a leg brace because they think it's just temporary. And this was something I wore for almost my whole life. But yet when they see a prosthetic leg or a bionic robot leg, they get it and they think it's cool. So it's just kind of interesting people's perceptions. Like they think it's cooler that I don't have a leg than I did. You know? <laughs> I don't know, but um, it's definitely changed my life for the better. And I guess they didn't really realize how it would affect not only myself, but the people around me as well. Um, Cause it really has affected every person in my life. Um, but I don't know, it's for the best and I, I don't regret it at all. That's so when you, when you say it's affected everybody in your life and you don't have to share things that you're not comfortable with, but yeah. um, like your mom was so upset, I know because she went through all that with you, your yeah. mom did. I get that part about the mom. She's trying to save her beautiful young daughter. You yeah. Know. Um, but what other, like your sister or who, you know, whoever, how would it affect what you were going through affect them? Yeah. So I was actually married prior to <clears throat> getting my leg amputated. And I went divorce this past year, um, not just because of the leg, but a lot of other things but it does have an effect on your marriage and your relationships. And um, they compare losing a limb to like losing a child. So you think about that um, in terms of a relationship. I went through big changes and it changed me as a person for the better. And uh, it didn't really necessarily, I guess me and my husband outgrew each other. Um, 
I was growing in one direction and he kind of wasn't, he was doing his own thing. And, um, I wasn't like a, a damsel in distress kind of person before, but my confidence level and everything is, I'm just so much more of myself now. And I think that had a lot of effect on our relationship as well. So you just think like, you don't realize how big of an effect it's going to have on everyone around you. And I mean, I got a divorce because of it. So, um, and my daughter, I just didn't realize like when I walk into daycare, all of her friends ask questions and like, Oh, your mom's got a robot leg. And, um, she knows that I need help with like walking sometimes, or I need help with her carrying stuff. The little things that you don't think about, um, mm -hmm. have a really big impact on other people. Um, but I don't regret, again, I don't regret any of it. Um, it's made my life a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, that's something that I think people don't think about either that. Okay. So my, my back has changed my life and it has more probably affected my husband. Yeah. Because I'm not supposed to lift things more than 10 pounds and, you know, a gallon of milk is heavy and a case of water and the things and, and I was very independent. I, you know, I took care of myself. I was all about, you know, if I wanted to get in the car and go somewhere and do, but I had to rely on him more and, and his life really has changed, but it hasn't been for the worse. You know, he just does what he does and he helps me and he's, he's patient and kind. And it's, it's hard to uh, think about the other person's shoes what they're yeah. going through oh yeah and that's one thing that i have a hard time doing as well putting yourself in someone else's shoes because they may be struggling with it just as much as you are and in different ways i guess but, right yeah definitely something to think about so <clears throat> i want to talk a little bit about careers yeah um, you're interested in being a drag racer that's cool there's a lot of women lot of women that drag race which is very fun um if you had choice of careers what are some things that you could have done besides you're doing an office job which that makes perfect sense um was there any kind of career you were interested in that you felt like you just couldn't do now or is this kind of you found your niche you found oh i really like doing this what talk a little bit about that if you could yeah i think for me my biggest thing that i've always wanted to do is like other than drag racing um or like big monster truck driver um like meeting and event planning i love doing that kind of thing but it is like running around a lot and carrying things and um things you don't really think about unless you have to physically think about all that stuff um but I, I don't know. I would just never not go after something just because I don't think I could physically do it. Because one thing I've learned working here in a big corporation is there's always people willing to help you in any aspect of your job when you are differently able. Like, hey, I, I've set up this meeting for like 300 people and I can't carry all the materials there. Or I can't do this or I can't do that. Um, I can do so much more and those little things, there's always going to be someone there to offer to help, or I have to get over my pride and just ask for help, which I can do. I've learned to do that throughout the years and just ask for help. But, um, 
Yeah, I definitely want to do like meeting and event planning. Um, I don't know. I just want to do big things and um, maybe potentially work in a prosthetic company and kind of help amputees because I do peer-to-peer visiting with amputees. So whenever um, someone in St. Louis, they'll pair me up with somebody who just lost a limb and they're in the hospital and they need somebody to talk to to kind of get the lowdown on like, how does this work? Like, when do I get my leg? What are the struggles that you face? I'll go and they'll call me up and I'll meet them in the hospital and kind of walk them through that. And I, I'd like to do more stuff like that um, or do some kind of sales and marketing in the prosthetic world because you can't really trust somebody who doesn't have one. <laughs> I know yeah. it sounds weird. Um, my prosthetist is an amputee, so and my um, ortho orthopedic surgeon is an amputee. So I kind of go to people who have been through it Mm-hmm. and empathize and kind of understand exactly what you're going through and I think it would be perfect for me to go into something like that and that's kind of my dream to just be an APT prosthetic person sales and marketing I think that sounds like a fabulous career for you because you're you're so positive and easy to talk to I feel like I've known you for a long time oh. <laughs> and um and you're calm, you know, and I don't seem like you would get that excited or um, whatever. And I think that would be a great personality to do that kind of work. Yeah. So how did you get, is there an association or something? How did you get to like be paired up with people? Yeah, so um, a couple different ways. There's the MPT Coalition. Um, they it's like a big amputee thing where they talk to prosthetic companies and um, they do peer visitor training i haven't gone through that yet but um, my prosthetic company is hanger and they have a peer-to-peer they kind of some same thing as the amputee coalition has but um, they do their own thing so i represent hanger when i go places and um that's how i started going to hospitals i went through the training but then also, um, it's such a weird thing, like when you're different, um, you're like in a small kind of community of people and people know me as the girl with the one leg, like, oh, um, my friend just lost his leg in a motorcycle accident. So I have a big social media following and that's how I met the last guy. Um, this girl, she knew me because of my truck and social media and she messaged me and said, my friend just lost his leg, he's in the hospital. Um, he was in a motorcycle accident. Would you mind like sending him a message? And I was like, well, why don't I just come visit him? And I'd rather meet him and talk to him in person because I can get to know him and he can ask questions or whatever. Um, So a lot of social media comes into play with that because they know who I am. Or if I'll hear somebody off Facebook, um, there was another guy who lost his leg from a motorcycle accident. Um, and I saw his stories, so I messaged his son, and then I went and visited him. So it's just, social media is such a cool thing. And I hate it when people are so negative about it, because I'm so positive. I love it. Like, I wouldn't know half the people like you um, that I know if it weren't for social media. So a lot of that is from Hanger and then social media and people asking me, hey, do you want to come visit this person? And it's great, because I love doing it. And it gives people kind of that hope like hey she went through this I'm gonna get through this too and it's a very lonely process if you don't have people 
who are like yourself to go through and ask questions. So. It's interesting. We have a hanger is here, actually yeah. not far from my house. Yes. Um, and so, you know, I, I think as sitting here listening to you talk, I was thinking hanger would be, would benefit a lot from hiring you and having you travel to the different oh, yeah. and setting up meetings with their patients and that because uh, I think that would be a benefit to them and to the patients obviously um, oh, yeah. to have you do that that would be you know travel now do you do you actually drive your big pink truck or is it more for a show I drive it a lot. I probably drive it way more than I should. <laughs> um, everyone, like when I first got it, I probably had like 10,000 miles on it and I have 40,000 on it now. <laughs> so I need to stop driving it, but it's just, I love it. So, so fun. fun. Yeah. And when I do take it to, um, I'll meet amputees at hangar or whatever. I'll go to different clinics and meet amputees. I like to show it to them and be like, Hey, look, just cause you lost your leg you can still have hobbies. You can still be in the automotive world. If you lost it on a motorcycle accident and you still want to ride motorcycles, I know plenty of amputees who still ride motorcycles. Like go do it. Um, yeah. So that's kind of my message. What, why I drive it. Um, but yeah, I, I drive it too much and I probably shouldn't, but <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I don't know that they, I don't know that you could actually drive it too much because I bet you get a lot of attention. Oh yeah. I, get a lot. <laughs> I can't go anywhere. I'll get like, messages or videos on my Facebook messenger like hey I just saw you <laughs> uh-huh yeah you can't hide if you're driving no I can't sure. <laughs> no no very very I, I tell you I'm just amazed even more today after talking to you now again at the positivity you have because so many people need that um I I'm involved in a company called send out cards and it's a great company to check into it and uh, it's greeting cards. We send greeting cards and uh, I went to, we had a convention several years ago and the Cody Bateman is the owner of the company. And one of the things that he teaches is that 87% of what you're surrounded by every day is negativity. Oh yeah. And so my son and my best friend and I, we were all, you know, going to convention. So we had t-shirts made that say 13%. We're going to be part of the 13%, not the 87. I love that. And it really caught on. So sometimes you'll see me hashtag 13%. And that's that is a reminder that you need to keep that positivity. And, you know, so many people, Send Out Cards is a fabulous company. Talk about positivity. There's, there's no way you can't be positive when you're sending cards to other people, you know, yeah. it makes you feel better. And uh, I, I love that you, you kind of have that same thing. You should use that. You're, you're part I of the 13% club, you know. I'm going to use it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I'm just amazed and, and so blessed to have met you through Facebook. I feel like we're going to be, be good friends. And hopefully you'll get to come to the... PRI show um, a day or two in December. I would love to have you in the booth with us and, and share your story with people. That yeah. would be awesome. You want me to bring my truck? I will. Absolutely. I don't know how we'll get it or where we'll park it, but I'll talk to PRI about it. Yes, let me know because I would love to. 
Okay. I definitely, I'll, I'll reach out to them and see if we can get do something like that. So is there anything else, Chrissy, that you'd like to share with the listeners or? Yeah. I think my biggest thing and um, always stay positive. And I know all of our struggles are relative to what's going on in our life, but never, ever, ever give up. Doesn't matter if it's your physical challenges, um, your dreams, your goals. Don't ever give up um, because you can do whatever you put your mind to. Yeah, you've certainly done that for sure. Ryan. Yeah, very cool. Well, Christy, thank you so much for being on here today. Um, I know the people that are going to hear this are going to be blessed by your story just as much as I was. And absolutely also touch on your show. So thank you again thank you. for taking time out of your day to be here. Thank you.